Have Brayton roll a d20. I thought you were calling me out for not having dice. <laughs> Take those yellow boys. Yeah, these these ones are bad luck. Yeah, for our listeners, uh, I've been playing with yellow dice this whole time, and I hate yellow. It's my least favorite color. So I just bought some sweet new green dice from Dice Envy, and it comes with an extra large d20 that I know Brayton really wants to roll, but he's not allowed to touch. But So he can have my yellow dice now. I pass them on. Thanks. And now that he's touched them. Thanks, Nora. This is my first set of dice. Do you want me to hold on to those in between games for you so you still have dice every time we play? No. Just like your pencil? No. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band that solves mysteries while they're out on tour. I'm Ed, and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily, and I'm playing a Fearbulg bass player. He's got a huge pet gerbil named Lars, who is the drummer in their band. Kemen, or the bass player, is 7'9", has dusty blue skin, and has a plus one fuzz bass pedal and a plus one bucket bass. Thanks to the man of the mountain. Hi, I'm Brayden. I'm playing Staff again. Staff is a changeling bard who shreds on the sixth string for the band Dream Lancer. He's a College of the Road bard from the Humblewood campaign setting. He uses the various skills that he has picked up on the road to keep his changeling race secret from his friends. They call him Roger Stewart. Hi, I'm Nora, and I'm playing Windy Snowy Mountains, a tabaxi bard. Last time, Wendy learned an important lesson about touching things that you find in strange places. Because Wendy spent half the episodes unable to talk and loving a cursed necklace. Wendy loves small, high places and cold weather, so she's looking forward to flying and rocking out on her plus one microphone slash magic wand. The bright sun beats down on the deck of the Faint Rider. As Dream Lancer stands in the wind as it blows on the clear day. Do we look baller? Does it look like Titanic? It's way smaller than Titanic. Does it have, like, feathers to propel it through the air? Describe this ship. Yeah, what's it look like? It is a big ship, but not Titanic big. What propels it? Yeah, what does propel it? Instead of sails, it can have, like, wings. Is that what you just said? It has feathers? It has feathers on it. But do you think it has, like, a mast with, like, wings on the mast? Or do you think it has wings on the side of the boat? Okay, so say it has feathers, but they're just the blades of a propeller. Yeah, and they work really well. What if it's just covered in feathers instead? Like, um... Like, it looks like a duck. I'm way more into it than I was before. Perfect. Does it have a masthead that's just a giant duck head? Oh, it looks like a duck, but it's like the body still looks like a ship, but there's like a duck neck coming out of where the mast should be. And then it has like wings. So it's like a, you ever seen the old pictures of chimeras where like the goat head is in the middle of the back of the lion? Yeah. That's weird. That's really weird. And so there's just like a duck head coming out of the center. What's at the front? Like the ship, the big like ship stick. Normal prow thing. Prow? Yeah, that's what it's called, right? That was the bow. No, the bow is the back of the ship. That's a stern. The yeah, bow, the bow is, the, is front, the front. But then I think the prow is the stuff that's the thing that sticks out. Bow is what you say when the long arm is swinging, you're going to get hit in the head and fall off your schooner into the water. No, 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 no. That's duck. They originally started saying duck because the mast of the faint rider looks like a duck. 
Does it have landing feet? So like whenever it's getting ready to land, the duck feet come out? Instead of an anchor. Yeah, well, they don't need to anchor because they can land. Did you say that it looks kind of like two ducks that are hanging out, one right up against the back of the other one? One head is the masthead, and one head is the mast. What's a masthead? Is it called a masthead? Shiphead? The thing, the, you know how you carve, uh, like... Mermaids? Yeah, on the front of the ship. I thought that was called a masthead. I put the mast in the center, the duck head in the center, like where the, where the wings, I mean the sails would be. Is that not what the mast is? That's a mast. A mast, there are a lot of things that are masts. Figurehead. And then on top, it has a crown. And that's the crow's nest, but it's the duck's nest. But there's also a name for like the main mast, right? Because like you can have like an eight mast ship. Yeah, yeah, it can have many masts. So there's it's called like the king mast or something. Yeah, the word which Nora looked up real quick is figurehead, which I was calling masthead. Masthead is an entirely different thing about publishing. So I'm sorry. Yeah, a figurehead is they use that term for people that aren't really people. That just are the heads of a company to people look that good. Aren't really people like Robots. alien invaders? Yeah, like shapeshifters. Yeah. Wait, shapeshifters are people. Some of us feel that way. Yeah. Some people just murder shapeshifters sometimes. Anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Does this have a propeller that's made out of feathers? Sure. I already wrote it down. So, like on the front where the the forward sticker outer is. Uh. Uh-uh. On the mast, on the like back. a windmill. Oh, on the. So here's what I picture: it's, it's like rear propelled boats that use water to propel, but this uses air, so it has these massive propellers on the back. But then it uses the sails to steer with the wind. Are there sails? Because well, you said there were masts. I said there was a giant duck neck. But think about it this way: because so like a ocean going vessel needs sails to propel itself because it doesn't have any magic, but a flying ship clearly has something magical going on. Not if it has big enough wings. That's a good point. Maybe this is a non-magical flying ship. That's what I'm thinking. Well, so I originally assumed we were going to have like a Zeppelin kind of flying ship, but duck-shaped flying ship sounds way cooler. I really wish it was still like two ducks. Yeah, but I think the original concept was going to be two ducks, but then it got voted down because it was going to look lewd, and the marketing department was like... (laughs) You yeah. can't do two ducks behind each well, other. Well, half bro. the business is for family cruises. I get it. Instead of a foghorn, does just quack really loud? Quack. Does the duck head in the middle, is the beak open and you can, there's a little water fountain built into it and you can get water out of it? No, but it might have like a magic laser beam for defense. Whoa. So the duck opens up and it's like, remember the boat from, uh, was it He-Man that had the boat? Cause they had, remember the pirates or whatever were they in He-Man? The dude with the wheel in his chest? Yeah. Didn't they have like some weird cannon that they fired? It was like He-Man. So they had like space technology weapons, like swords. What about the pirates from Thundercats? Oh, is it Thundercats, not He-Man? Which one had the wheel? Tweet at us. I imagine it's like if somebody shot a cannon at us, it notices the activity and then just lasers it so it can't hit. It's like a defense laser. Oh, like Star Wars. Yeah. Thundercats had the um, dude with a big glove. His name was like Iron Hand, and he had like a big old fist. Yeah. And he could punch. That might be where the dude with the wheel came from. I just can't remember. But you could buy it. It was a toy you could buy. And they fought... That seal dude that had his riding pet, Snow Meow. Was that a cat? Yeah. I think that was Thundercats, not He-Man. The Thundercats pirate was picking on those bears, the bear bots. Yeah, everyone picked on those. The Beebles. Beebles. 
Robears. Okay, so we're on this duck ship, which has a name. The Faint Rider. Faint, like, not, like, pass out, but, like, dodge. Okay, so spell this for us again one more time. F-E-I-N-T-R-Y. <laughs> what? I mean, Ys are cool. Is it R-Y-D apostrophe R? If you want to know the truth, in my notes, it looks like two letter I's that share a title. On the deck with you is the old man of the mountain, who's gone through a bit of a transformation since last you talked to him. He shaved his long beard, but he kept his weird swirly mustache a little bit. Now, instead of his weird disheveled cloak, he is wearing a very um, dapper looking outfit, goggles and suspenders and a bunch of straps and stuff. And uh, you know that those like soft leather pilot caps? Oh, yeah. That's what he looks like. Nice. Is he doing anything? No, but he says to you, Ah, what a beautiful day today is. It's a great day for deck sunning. Is this the day after we had our show, or is this the same day as we played the show? Definitely not the same day you played the show, because you played that at night. So it's like the morning? Do you want it to be the next day? That's up to you, DM. Hmm, alright. Two days later. Okay. So we've had a chance to explore a little bit. Yeah, you know your way around the ship. There's like the duck deck. Where are we sleeping? Are we sleeping like at the very bottom of the ship? Because you know that's the crappy part. Boop deck. So this ship is, uh, it's not like the kind of ship that has like, you know, the crew quarters where like a billion people sleep and that's like the only place to sleep in the whole place. It's more like... A luxury cruise ship kind of thing. So they're like little cabins that are for each guest. And it's for a small amount of people, despite being a large ship, because everyone gets more space. And you already know this from being here for a few days, but it takes a way smaller crew to run. You don't need like 15 people running around changing the sails all the time because it's guided and uh, stays aloft with magic. Is the duck sentient? You haven't found out yet. Does that mean there's not a helm? Like, what do you call... There's still a helm. So on the part of the ship that's a little bit higher, there's still like the little box with a steering wheel on it, whatever that's called. Helm, I think is the right word. I think I meant bridge when I said helm. The helm is where you steer. The bridge is where everybody stands that's steering and telling the ship where to go. What's the brig? That's That's, where you throw people in prison. That's when is you're the, in trouble. Is the plank near the brig? No, 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 no. That's no. where you throw people overboard. The plank is near the bridge. Yeah, and near the edge. What does this plank look like? It looks like a plank. Okay. Wait, did you say there's a plank on this ship? Uh, you don't see one right now. Oh, that's what I was asking about. Wait, unless you mean like on the deck. The deck is like constructed of planks. No, 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 no. How far down is it? I look over the edge. Uh, very. Like, do I see the ground? Yeah. Are there clouds around us? Yeah. How or high is the cloud high? line? I know there's a big uh, variable in the... But like, it's like 10,000. You're not like 10,000 feet up. You're like... Well, this is also Inganelia, so the cloud line can be wherever you want it to be, Sometimes right? clouds come all the way down to the ground level. Yeah, that's called... What? Fog. What? What's the difference between fog and mist? Fog sticker? Mist is wet. Mist came out in 1995. Clouds are also made of water, Emily. I know. You can have mist that's not a cloud. Mist is a video game. You can get like a bottle and like mist your cat with it. Or like No, um, you would not do that. You could mist your succulents. If they're being bad, you would. You might not miss them if you didn't do that. You might get a spray, like the stream. 
Turn the Windex to stream and hit your cat with that. This might be the time for us to talk about this now with Emily. So when you have a pet, sometimes you have to discipline it so that you can have it act the right way. You don't just leave it off leash to run around and set off traps and stuff. Yeah, we should probably get a spray bottle for Lars. Hmm. Okay. It's just water. I look around for a spray bottle. You don't see one. Okay. I guess, you know, next time or whatever. Standing at the helm, you see this guy that is wearing a top hat, but he's not wearing like fancy clothes that match the top hat. He's wearing just like commoner's clothes, like a kind of torn up tunic or whatever. But his top hat is fancy and he is driving the ship. It just really looks like he's standing there because like it's not a super, he's not like dodging things because you're just in the sky. It has like an automatic mode where you put it in cruise. I think he makes sure it doesn't like veer really hard, but like I don't like... The autopilot's just a stick you jam in, so it just goes straight forever. Yeah. Also, like, I don't... It doesn't steer with, like, a rudder. So, like, I don't know, like, necessarily if the controls are, like, that difficult to deal with. Well, who does know? The helmsman. Well, I want to ask the old man of the mountain. Hey, dude. All I know to call you is Old Man of the Mountain. Do you have, like, a real name? Oh, yeah. You could stop calling me Old Man of the Mountain. Number one, not even on the mountain anymore. Number two, I was never actually that old to begin with. How old are you? 500 years old. I mean, that's pretty old. Well, but you can call me Dolantane or Delantane. You can pronounce it however you want. Okay. How did you spread this whole old man of the mountain thing? Like, why do the goblins know about you? Oh, we were up there for a long time. But it was time to go. The goblins were starting to get incited. Inganalia was sending troops to invade and wipe out the goblins because Owler Town had been stopping so many trade routes and stuff like that and uh, invading local settlements. You know, we don't want to be messed up and all that. Plus, like, uh, someone destroyed the bridge on the way up the Path of Fame and all the shrines had been, you know, used up and destroyed over the years. The commune had really used up a lot of its resources. We need to restock. We need to get out of there. Oh, so uh, this is a commune. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I was wondering why you'd take a flying ship and just leave it somewhere for a while. But I guess if you're, if you're not like a transportation ship, that makes sense. Oh, well, we I went there originally to find the ship because I knew it was there because I know the stories about it. But uh, this is an old ship. It had wrecked and we had been rebuilding it. Our lead engineer, Garage, had been, you know, working on it and maintaining it. It needed a little bit of work. It had been in reasonable working condition for a while. Dullo and Fullis were stocking up on goods that we were growing in the mountain that uh, we're going to try to sell to, like, get our revenue stream back rolling. Since being, like, a mysterious old man on the mountain isn't, like, a super good revenue stream. Yeah, did you make any money at all doing that? Uh, no, no, not really. Especially whenever you give stuff away for free and also enchant people's weapons for free. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for that. You know? Oh, yeah. No problem. I'm pretty cool. But, like, we, you know, we subside. We subsist on our own skills and uh, labor. We don't consume a lot. So, um, we don't really need, like, a really hefty revenue stream. But, like, it's always good to have around. We uh, work on making stuff to sell, but we don't need to, like constantly have a churning economy for the commune so did you say your head engineer's name is garage like garage yes. but garage 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 the tch hmm. is there a garden on the deck like do you grow your uh, own yard. food on the 
on the ship? Uh, no, but at the Mountain of Fame, we had like land that we used and stuff. So what do you guys sell? What do you make in the commune? I mean, we had enough stuff. We had like vegetables and stuff we ate, but uh, Dolo and Fullest grow like a very rare type of mushroom that we've been stockpiling for a long time. Ooh. They go for a pretty penny outside of, you know. Are they psychedelic? No. They're, they're for, just really they're, tasty. And yeah, but they're like spicy. Ooh, spicy mushroom. Not like hot spicy, like delicious spicy. I love mushrooms. He sees through your lie. No, I'm role playing. Oh, okay. Are they food mushrooms? Like, are they big? Are they little? They're medium sized. So, aren't white caps poisonous? So, like, what are the regular mushrooms? No, I thought white caps were the kind that you get. Oh, are white caps like the? Those I don't know. Items? I don't like mushrooms, so I don't know anything. I know that portobellos are big. Yeah, so portobellos are big, and white caps are small, right? I don't think they're called white caps. I think white caps are poisonous. I don't know. So they're between those two. They're like in a like mid range. So about like three and three quarters of an inch across. I think closer to three and like five eighths. Okay. Where do you grow mushrooms in the ship? Like in the very bottom, where it's really dark. So we don't grow them in the ship. We grew them in the mountain. Well, what are you guys going to do now? We pack them up and we're taking them to sell them. Oh. I hate to be a bother, but what's the plan for um, what we're doing with Giant Necrotic? Because I just don't know if it's good for him to be without his soul for a long time. Yeah, that's so I don't uh, I don't know what to do. That's why I thought we should probably get him to some, you know, somewhere where that has a specialist that uh, can deal with that. Do you know any soul specialists? Do they have like a fancy name, like optometry? No, I've been kind of like out of like society for a while. Are you in charge of this commune, by the way? Like, are you the leader? Kind of. Is everyone on the ship wearing the same color robes? No. What's the name of this group? The commune? I don't know if we ever sat down and named ourselves. Does that mean we can name you? Yeah. Guys, let's do a huddle. Okay. Um, what are you, what are you feeling? I think it's kind of rude to name a group. Whenever we've only known them for two days. She's got a point, man. All right. Let's table this for later. And huddle. All right, we're back. All right, Dolan. All right, Payne, what'd you decide on? We decided that we're going to table the discussion until later. Yeah, we could name it table the discussion for later. That is kind of like a thing we do. Uh, okay. It's a mouthful, really. Yeah, maybe we won't do that. All right, so what's on the agenda for today? Checking out the cool breeze and uh, loving life every day, at one day at a time, like we do, you know? Yeah. Do we have like a port we're headed for? Oh, I figured we would just head to Leiden. It's uh, close. It's large enough. It probably has someone that can deal with like, a, you know, extra planar travel or whatever the crap's going on with your buddy there. And uh, it's got a venue, I think, that's big enough since you guys are trying to get famous. More famous. Er. That's pretty cool that you're looking out for us that way. You want us to have somewhere to play. Yeah, uh, you know, that's the values of uh, the commune. You know, everyone looks out for everyone. It's uh, good. Is that what a soul finder is called? An extra planetarist? In- I, so I don't know what's wrong with him, so I don't know. Oh, okay. We don't know the specific ailment, so we don't know which specialist we need to engage. Yes. Well, cool. You know, I'm down to go. I'm down to go, too. And what if we call this commune the Valueleers? I hate it. But I'm not the only one that's uh, important here. But we're not a strictly democratic commune because that's how you lose your ideals, guys. How many communists are there here? At least 15. It might be 14. Are they 14? slowly dying off? or No, I just tried to count them. Like, 
Do you have ritual sacrifice in this commune? No, but once I get past like six, then I can't count on one hand anymore. It would be nice if you had like a piece of paper and a pencil. Um, how long has your commune been around? Oh, a long time. But like, yeah, people come and go. Like, we don't have like a strict. It's not like a cult where you can't leave. Yeah, we don't call it a cult. Do other people call it a cult? He looks like back and forth real quick. Do you have a secret initiation ceremony? No. You guys are like in now, man. You know, like whatever. Oh, cool. So now you have 17, 18 members. Or like, I don't know if those satyrs were still on the uh, boat when we uh, took off because they were kind of new and just where we're around or whatever. Oh, okay. Who's that guy with the top hat over there? Amic? The helmsman? Why has he got such a fancy top hat? He likes that hat. Did his mama give it to him or something? I don't know. I might have to ask him. Do you not get close and personal with your commune buddies? Yeah, I know a lot of things about him, just maybe not where the hat comes from. Okay. So, uh, is there anything in particular we should be doing? I think he bought it in Dreskbit. Oh, okay. And just because he liked the way it looked. That's cool. What kind of leisure activities are there to do on this cruise ship? Uh, shuffleboard. Is that what it's called when you have that stick and you make the puck mm-hmm. go down to the triangle with the smaller triangle stuck inside it? Yeah, yeah. How about bocce? Bocce doesn't super work on a deck, but maybe like beanbag bocce? Beanbag bocce. That sounds all right. You want to do that? That sounds fun. You doing anything right now? No, you want to play beanbag bocce? Yeah. All right. Here's the breakdown. There's the little ball called the bocce bag, and you huck it over there somewhere, and then you take these sets of larger bean bags that have matching colors, which we can each take one. I'll take green. I'll take purple. There's not a purple. There's only a green, a red, a blue, and a yellow. Come on. Have you ever played bocce? Yes. Did you have purple bocce balls? We didn't have colored balls. They were patterned. They were metal patterned balls. Oh, like legit bocce. Is, yeah. Isn't there a different name for like one that has? Mm-mm. I take the pink one. Okay. Which ones did you have? I guess I'll go for um, magenta. So what, you have metal? You have a metal bean bag? What, did you take salmon? No, magenta. Oh. It's like chain mail metal, so it won't roll. Perfect. All right. He's like, then you throw the bean bag in. Wait, 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 wait. I'm so confused. You said there was red, yellow, green, and blue. That's apparently not true anymore. Where did you get the chain mail one? I carry my own set with me everywhere I go. That's why I have so much luggage. Where did you steal them from? I didn't steal them. I just borrowed them from a friend and never gave them back. Do you guys play that the two closest bean bags get each get one point, or do you play if you're the closest one you get one point, and if you're both of the closest ones you get two points? Both, but I think you, Wait, you play both you of more. those roles. No, no, the second the second set of roles. I'm not listening. I'm just playing hacky sack with this pink bean bag. Wait a second. Are you gonna play with us, or should we get somebody else to play? What me? Me? We can ask Eric we can ask to Lars. play. We can ask Lars. Who's Eric? The hat helm man. Amic. We can ask Fullis. Yeah, let's get Fullis in. Hey, Fullis. And then there's this dwarf that was also on the deck. Was he like behind something so we couldn't see him? No, we just short. didn't talk about the deck very much yet. There's also a lady over there that's wearing this like weird look. It's like a sweet, fancy ball gown made out of like a patchwork material. So it doesn't look really fancy. It looks like, what's the word that's not homely? That means like homespun. Homey? Cozy. Cozy. I like the things you do. Homemade. Is it flannel? And is it plaid? Some of it might be. It's made out of a lot of different fabrics. Right. 
She's also on the deck enjoying the sun. You know, whenever you mix fabrics, it actually gets a lot harder to sew because they stretch differently. Yes. Do you think if there's only one L, it would be fewless instead of fullest? You're the DM. It's fullest. How's everybody's brain doing? So the the dwarf comes over and he's like, hey, guys. Hey. I'm assuming we already met him secretly. Yeah. I don't know how much time you spent wandering around meeting people. I feel like we probably drank with him last night and the night before. Probably. But you might have forgotten some of their names a little bit. You didn't remember Amic. Hey, it's uh, Foolis, right? Yeah, man. You want to play some bocce beanbag with us? Bocce bag? Yeah, how do we play? Uh, uh, we're ready to play. All right, sweet. Who wants to throw the bocce bag? I'll throw it. I w- oh, dang. All right, make a ranged attack. 16. All right, and then everyone make a ranged attack. We're going to go in order. So whatever your ranged attack is, you're trying to get closest to 16. And if you get 16, you're touching the bag. But if someone rolls, that's after you rolls the same number, they've knocked your bag farther away. All right, Wendy, you're first. I'll throw my other d20 for fairness and equality. 13. All right. Dolentane throws his 18. Remember, 16 is the number to get. And then Fullis throws his. He took the red ones. He gets a 12. He missed. He got pretty far away. Actually, what'd you get? 13. Yeah, so this is further than yours, even. I grew up playing bocce. Watch this. 17. My. It's pretty close. Pretty close. All right, throw your second bag. Windy. Oh, I forgot big guy wasn't playing. Oh, here, let me roll for how my hacky sack's going. I got a 16. You did pretty good. <laughs> 15. Dolentane throws his. Uh, he just sh- super undershoots. You rolled a 7. And then Fullis throws his... It's a 17 also and knocks Roger Stewart's bag away. What the crap? You'll pay for that. I rolled a, I got a, are these attack rolls? Yeah. I got a critical failure. Ranged attack rolls. Oh, Roger throws his overboard. Rog. And then Dolentane says, great. Guess we can't play anymore. Yeah, we can't play anymore. You want to use my haggy sack, guys? No, no. Only if you want it thrown overboard. No, no, no. Like someone other than Raj can use it. Guys, I'll go get it. Where are the? Are there any like flying brooms or something that can go down and get it? Use your mage hand, bruh. It's like really far away. At this point. I don't have mage hand. <laughs> right, I'm gonna check my haggy sack skills one more time. Seventeen. Dolantane says, "Well, let's just award one point to Windy and one point to Fullis and call it a draw. Good game, guys. Well, it lasted." All right, what else is there to do on board? Well, I'll put all my bocce bags back in the case. I don't know what I'll put in this slot, though. <laughs> I, I'm i sorry. I feel like you should have not played bocce on a flying ship. Like, I'll get you a new one. No, it's okay. Things are just things, man. Yeah. All right. What else is there to do on the ship? All kinds of stuff, man. There's like... Liquor? I'm going to go try to find uh, some food and a drink. Yeah, I want a mimosa, because I assume it's breakfast time-ish, early-ish, before noon. Okay, so you guys start to leave, and then you hear a loud boom! Ah! Roll a arcana check. Wendy, roll an advantage. 15. 7. 19. Wendy and Roger recognize it as a shatter. Can we tell where it came from? Inside the ship somewhere. I want to try to find the source of this uh, shatter. So I go inside the ship. I'll follow him. Yeah, I follow. Yeah. You go to go in the door that goes to the downstairs, whatever that door is called. 
And then right when you're about to go in, the door bursts open and this guy comes out and he says, Dolentine, there's been a murder. Dun, dun, dun. And then Dolentine says, a murder, you say. Hey, Mick, stop the landing process. We can't land the ship till we find the murderer. Were we landing? Yeah. Dang it. Hey there, groupies. Brayton here. We're a little late on today's episode, but I'm trying to limit the lateness to just the, just the first 12 hours. We'll call it a holiday special. Um, I hope you like the arc so far. We're having a lot of fun playing it. We really appreciate everybody listening to our podcast. We know you don't have to, and there are some other podcasts you could listen to, but you're sticking with us, and we really like that. You know, we'd really like it if you told all your friends about it, but we're having a lot of fun making it, and so we're going to keep doing it, even if you tell us not to. So there, put put that in your hat. Go to bardicmysterytour.com if you want more information about anything, and uh, feel free to send us messages on Twitter or Facebook. It seems like Nora's pretty good at actually responding to things and paying attention to that which is nice. I don't have much else to say, so we'll see you next week. You guys want to go check it out? Yeah, let's let's see if now, we can help. I think now's when we assemble the tribunal and then judge everyone. Let's get back in our huddle and figure out what we're going to call these guys. <laughs> That's the important thing here. The murder hobos, probably. The murdettes. I think we should tell Dolentine that we're clearly not responsible since we're out on deck with him and we want to help. Figure it out. Well, yeah, because how else are we going to get to land and play our show? All right. You go inside. A familiar hallway you've been in before. Once you go through the door, there's a stairway that goes down to a hallway that's all the rooms for all the people. Like cabins? Yeah, yeah. It's all the cabins. And then on one side is where the cafeteria and the kitchen are. Do we hear any loud wailing or crying to point us in the direction of the dead body. No. Do we see any people like running away from an area or running towards an area? No. On the other side of the hall is where you've learned over time that is the infirmary. It's a small doctor's office. It's only there. It's just like one of the rooms they converted because they have a doctor on board. And then there's another staircase that goes to the third layer. You mean downward? Downward. And in the hallway is standing like a eight foot tall tiger man. I look him dead in the eyes. That you've seen before. He's wearing like a guard outfit, slightly fancy for a guard outfit that is made of like fine clothing. And he's got pointy shoes. Where have we seen him before? Roll yourselves a knowledge history check or whatever they call it these days. 13. 21. 18. All right. The Fearbolg nose is a Rakshasa. Oh, like a Rakshasa? Get it? <laughs> but you don't know much about them, but you've heard of them. Of note, the Rakshasa's palms are on the outside of their hands. Huh? Their fingers curve outward. How, though? He's wielding, not wielding, he's carrying a scimitar. Oh, he's a druid. Can you tell me how he looks different from me? Because I'm a cat person. He's a tiger. Yeah, I think that if you knew nothing about Rakshasas, you might think they were tabaxi. With backwards hands. 
with backwards so hands. So that's like the most distinguishable difference in features between the two of us. He's also like seven and a half feet tall. He's like tall. So he's taller than me. Tabaxi are tall also, but not. I'm not that tall. Not, they're like six and a half. And he's holding a pipe. Tall. You know, like um, briar pipe. Is that like a type of wood or something? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like real long. Like he holds it down, but it is like waist where like the tobacco is, but he, it may, reaches his mouth. A very long stemmed briar pipe. Yes. How far away is this person? Um, They're a person, right? Like they're like a sentient humanoid, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. But unfortunately for you, you didn't roll high enough to know more than the name of this creature and that they're exceptionally rare. Ariel, hey man. To try to catch his attention. He says, oh, hi, Wendy. Do we know this character's name? This is Talakir, who you've met maybe in passing and have been introduced to, like, briefly, but haven't really had long discussions with. He's usually hanging out in this hallway, though. Oh, you meant we met him on the boat. I was like, I thought you were talking about we met him before, but in fact, you're saying that we met him on the ship in the last two days. Yes. Okay. What else did you say was in this hallway? Is there a dead body in this hallway? No. Is there a collapsed hallway in this hallway? No. Hey, man, did you hear that huge sound? The shatter? Yeah, where did that come from? In the kitchen. I want to go in the kitchen. Dalantane also goes with you, and the four of you go into the kitchen. What about Talakir? Stays in the hallway. I want to investigate the kitchen. The kitchen doesn't look particularly out of sorts, but there is like a door that goes to the pantry that you have never been in because only the cook, who you know is named Tommy, ever goes in there. So the kitchen's fine? Kitchen looks fine. I want to poke back out into the hallway. I want to confront Talakir about this and say, this kitchen looks fine. Are you sure the shatter was from in here? He says, that's where it sounded like it was from when I was standing here in the hallway. I look in the pantry. You open the door to the pantry, and everything is destroyed. Barrels of grain poured all over the ground. All the pasta buckets are broken. And in the center is the body of Garrich, the head engineer. Oh, no. He's dead. Um, I don't know why Raj said that, because Raj is in the hallway yelling at somebody he doesn't know very well. I wasn't <laughs> yelling at him. <laughs> Wait, who told us that there was a murder? Vern, the second engineer. So how did hmm. Talakir not know that there was a dead body in here? I guess we didn't ask him. I go out in the hallway again and say, hey, Talakir. Yeah, Wendy? There's a dead body in the pantry? Garrett is dead? That's what Vern said. Oh, and you decided to just stay out here? Someone has to watch the hallway. Okay. So no, but you haven't seen anybody else come in or out, just Vern? Vern was with me. Oh, okay. What were you guys up to? What were you doing? Just chit-chatting. And you didn't see anybody else in the area? Nope. We gotta solve this murder. This is horrible. Yeah. I guess life is precious to some people. I investigate the dead body. Seven. Um, he seems to have been hit by a shatter. Uh, hey guys. All of his bones seem less intact than you would like yours to be. He's dead, Jim. I go back in to where Garrett's body is. Okay. And I ask the big guy if Lars can tell us anything from the smells. Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy. Will you sniff around and tell us if you see anything? Lars says, hey, hey, hey. Okay, say hey if you understand. Hey. All right. Sniff around and tell us what you see. Lars sniffs around a little bit. And he says, hey. 
It's not helpful, huh? Scratch him. I scratch him. He rubs his head and scratches. Wow. Uh, do, you, do you smell anything, man? Spices. Oh, okay. Food. He starts eating the food on the ground. Makes sense. I pat him on the butt. That's not going to make him throw up later, is it? Who knows? Uh, uh, uh. You want me to stop him? Uh, hard. Uh, he uh, sleeps with you, so that's up to you. Dolentane's like, we don't want him to like get his slobber all over all of our food. Can you maybe... Okay, okay, okay. I pull him away. Okay. He goes, mm, mm. good, 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 good. That's that animal check or no? Yeah, roll a handle animal. Nine. Mm, well, Dolentane grabs his collar and kind of pushes him back out into the kitchen. I'm glad we gave him the gift of speech. I look around for a, a spray bottle. Yeah, there's one in the pantry. Is it empty? Yep. It has like measurement lines on it. Yeah, then you can put bleach in it. I'll show them. That seems really cruel. Don't do that. I'm joking. All right, guys, do you see anything in here? I looked around and he's definitely dead. Dolentane begins twisting his mustache thoughtfully. What do you think we need to do here, Dolentane? I believe we need to search the location of the murder to find any clues we can find. Okay, so we should investigate the kitchen and the pantry. That's what I'm doing right now as he continues to twist his mustache. All right, I'll investigate the pantry. All right. Twelve. You notice that the bass player never mentioned to you that it looks like Garage is holding something. I look closer at his hand. So despite the fact that it looks like he's holding something, you don't see anything in his hand. But you notice when you're trying to manipulate it that it is very stiff. Hmm. The thing or his hand? His hand. His whole body, actually. I say, hey, guys. I noticed that this guy seems really stiff. Like, maybe he is already in rigor mortis? What's that? Dolentane says, yes, a dead body can go into a state called rigor mortis, where it seizes up and is stiff for a while after its death. That doesn't happen, like, immediately when they die, though, right? What? Like, I'm thinking maybe the shatter isn't what killed this guy. Does he look, like, bleeding out? No. Check his mouth for poison. Um, there's no poison in his mouth. <laughs> How do you How know? Do you, know? you have to put your tongue in there. <laughs> what other ways can people die? I think you got most of them covered. Strangulation. If you eat a bad diet, then you can build up <laughs> cholesterol in your veins Does he look and like arteries. he had a heart attack? Yeah, is he clutching his chest? No. Is one hand holding an invisible thing, but it's not really invisible. It's like someone took something from him, and the other hand is just not doing anything? Yes. Does he have any tumors? Do you think he just died in his sleep? Like he's actually just old? Oh, he was sleepwalking and sleep eating, and he choked on something and died and was holding on to that bag of chips that he was sleep eating. And then someone came in and one of those chips real bad, took them, and shattered him. For good measure. Mystery solved. Hey, good work. All right. Uh, we throw his body overboard and <laughs> we fly to the next town. Can you imagine that landing on your doorstep? Like, Mom, there's a dead body on the front door. Yeah, but once it falls that far, you know what I mean? It's, it's not- in this, like, crater. I would like to ask the Rakshasa if he saw anybody coming in or going out of the cafeteria now you're thinking those portals now that i think about it no i don't think anyone's been in or out of there yet today maybe garage has been in there snacking all night when did you go uh, like you were standing in this hallway 
where you're standing now whenever the shatter sounded? Yes. Okay. Did it, Can anybody else vouch for your presence? Well, uh, Vern was here. Okay. I'm going to go try to find Vern. Vern's actually in the pantry. Then I go to when the pantry. When did he get there? He went in with you oh, and okay. Dolentine. But he didn't tell us where to find the dead body. He was just like following us along while we were trying to find it aimlessly. I think you went to the pantry pretty quickly. Despite it taking like four and a half hours of game time, I think that your characters walked in, saw there was no dead bodies in the kitchen, and then checked like the doors and stuff. And we're like, oh, this is also considered in the kitchen because it's the pantry. That's how I think it went down. I want to hear Vern's story of events. Version of events. I want to hear his version of events. So I go with Raj. Okay, actually, Raj comes into where you and Vern already are. Oh, okay. Hey, Vern. Oh, hey, Raj. I'm just double-checking, cross-referencing stories. Were you in the hallway with Telekir whenever the shatter went down? Yeah. Okay, so you- And then I ran in here to see what happened because I thought maybe uh, Tommy dropped something. But then I looked around and Tommy wasn't in the kitchen. And then I found Garrett. In the pantry, dead. And you haven't seen Tommy at all? Not, no. Did you see anybody coming in or out or anything suspicious? No. I'm going to go find Tommy and find out why Garrett was in the kitchen. And then I exit scene cafeteria. I'm going to stick around and look for hidden exits. You can do whoever you want. I want to ask Dolatane where Garrett's quarters are. And then I want to go there. Uh, Dolatane's like, well, I mean... His cabin's one of the ones that's out here, but uh, I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if everyone should be snooping around through everyone's stuff right now. We have to figure out where everybody was and who committed this murder. Well, I want to figure out if there's anything like that Garrett wrote that we can use to figure out why somebody would want to kill him. I don't want to go through everybody else's stuff. I just want to go through Garrett's stuff. Well, I think that Garrett's stuff is maybe not the way to go about this. You think Garrett wrote like a letter? Dear friends and family, the reason I'm being murdered today is that... Maybe he wrote a diary where he was like, so-and-so has it out for me, and I'm a little worried about what they might do. Or it says something like, I really pissed off X today. I think that's a good lead. I'll go check that out. Why don't I come with you? Because you guys are the newcomers here, and I don't think you should be going through people's stuff, because that looks suspicious. Well, if if I go with you, you're experienced, and then we're above suspicion. I don't think you're above suspicion at all. In fact, I think I remember you saying in a conversation recently that you have the ability to cast Shatter. I was with you on the deck. You would have heard it if I cast it. So they say. Ed's doing a lot of finger raising right now. I just want everyone that's listening to know that. (laughs) I um, call my bandmates over and I ask for a team huddle where nobody else can hear us. Well, Raj left. I call the big guy over and I ask for a team huddle where nobody can hear us. Yeah, And Lars. What's up? Wait, so Lars can't hear you? No, Lars is with the big so guy. So nobody and Lars can hear you? Are you calling me nobody? The big guy and Lars can hear me and nobody else. That's where I want to go. A place that is far enough away to do that. Like the The walk-in pantry. freezer. Well, there's other people in there, right? Uh, I thought Vern was in the kitchen. You said he was in the pantry. Oh, okay. Vern's in the pantry. Anyhow, I'm like, hey, big guy. Hey, Wendy. So, uh, Dolentane is protesting pretty hard about me going to look at this dead guy's quarters, and it's making me a little suspicious. Where did we go to ha- to talk? The walk-in freezer. Okay. So, we're invisible? No, like, you're just them? in the freezer. Like, like, they can't see us. <laughs> like, they can't see us. 
Right. That you know of. Okay. Do you want to, like, follow him and sneak around? Yeah, maybe I should... Maybe... Who's better at sneaking, me or you? Definitely not me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, I think I should sneak, and maybe you should uh, tell him that we're both going off to do something. So, like, you go back and tell him that uh, we're both going to do this thing, and then whenever he leaves, I'll sneak after him. Okay, and do you want to be invisible? That would be great. Sick. All right, let's go talk to him and leave the room. Go back to that guy. You already cast invisibility on me? No, I was going to go out. With you, because otherwise it's weird that you're just staying in the freezer. Well, I was like, I thought you were going to say, like, she went ahead of me. Oh, maybe I'll just say that you like being cold and you need a minute. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I cast invisibility on Wendy. And then I open the door to leave and leave it open long enough that she can walk out. And then I close it behind us. And I go over to whatever that guy's name is. Vern. And I'm like, hey, man, Wendy said to go ahead without her because she, I'm, you know, she's like a snow leopard to Boxy. She likes to be cold. So she's going to hang in there for a minute and cool off. Vern's like, go ahead where? I'm just kind of really broken up. He was one of my best friends and I'm really upset and I don't know what to do with myself right now. I'm really sorry. Uh, how long do you guys know each other? Uh, 15 years or something. Were you all in this commune together, like, that whole time? I mean, people come and go, you know? Yeah. This is where I met Garage. We, uh, he taught me everything I know about engineering. He showed me how to, like, maintain the stuff on the ship so it can stay flying and stuff. Sounds hard, you know? I wouldn't know how to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't if I hadn't had the tutelage of Garage, the master engineer. Do you need, like, a code? Maybe not everyone liked him that much, but I liked him. Oh, does someone not like him? Uh, Garrett was kind of hard to get along with. Do you think that you know anybody that we should, like, check on and investigate that might have tried to hurt him? Might have tried to... I don't know if anyone would try to hurt him. We're all, like, friends. Yeah, but clearly he's not alive, so someone had to try to hurt him. I mean, it's not like he had some sort of medical condition and is now dead. Like, someone cast shatter on him. Seems suspicious. Yeah, maybe Dolo was upset that he kicked his dog that one time or whatever. Oh, that who would was kick a dog? Long time ago. How long ago? Um, I don't know. So I pull out a pad of paper and I'm writing utensil, but I oh. don't really write anything down. I just kind of scribble things down like I'm trying to take some notes. Okay. I have a question. What? Is Dalentain still in the room? No. He left. All right. Well, when I saw that, I want to go out and... Look around for him. You're going to go out in the hallway? hmm Okay. Was I supposed to be talking to Vern this whole time? Or <laughs> the other guy? You're doing, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So as soon as I noticed that Dolentain wasn't there, I would have gone and looked for him. All right. Whenever you leave the kitchen and the kitchen door closes, Talak here goes, huh, that's weird. A little louder than like talking to myself kind of voice. Do I see Dolentain in the hallway? No, just Talakir. Can I sneak into the living quarters without him noticing? Like, is there a door behind him that I can open? That's a good question. How good are you rolling dice? Are, like, all the living quarters connected, or are they separate cabins? They're all separate cabins, but they all have a door that goes to this hallway. Okay, so I want to try and get in that door. Did he say that's weird because the door opened and closed without a person? Do you want to roll, like, a insight check? Sure. Six. Oh, he must have just been talking to himself. 
Maybe he thought of something that uh, was weird that happened in the past. Is the door to the living quarters behind him? No. Like, he will see it if it opens? Yeah. I was trying to decide if there was some sort of check you can make, but like that's like a, have you ever thought about anything in your life before check? I think that DC is pretty low on that. A harmless sensory effect could be a sound, right? Sure. I want to cast Prestidigitation behind Talakir so he turns around so I can get into the door while he's not looking. Okay. Does that make her uninvisible if she casts a spell? Uh-huh. But it's a cantrip. It's still a spell. Also, I have that wand that has precedentation. Does that still Is count? Using a wand, yeah. I think using a wand still does it. I'm going to do it anyway. All right. I don't give a crap. Thanks for the sacrifice of your spell slot, Emma. I'll cross it out now that I remembered I used it. All right. So you cast Prestidigitation behind Telekir? Yeah. To create a very loud sound that kind of sounds like somebody, um, what would they do that would like make you turn around and be like, what the heck are you doing? Sex noises. <laughs> a fish falling from waist height on the floor. Yeah, like that. All right. You appear. It sounds like a fish falls on the ground behind Delakir after you verbally cast a spell. Use the wand. Use the wand. As you swing your wand around in front of Telekir, the sound of a fish falling on the ground happens. Telekir says, hi, Wendy. <laughs> and he looks at the ground behind him and goes, did you hear a fish fall on the ground behind me? <laughs> this guy's good. He's so good. Um, I'm gonna Oh, I guess Raj is standing here also. My plan was to go back to my cabin. Okay. And change into uh, some sort of alter ego. All right. Well, while they were in the cooler, you went to your cabin. Okay. So I go back to my cabin. I untuck my shirt. I change myself into a tiefling. How many people are on this boat that I haven't met? That's hard to say. I guess that makes sense because I haven't met them. Uh, like, is there a concept of strangers on this boat? Mm. Is the population of the boat so small that it would be unrealistic to have not met somebody on it? It's pretty small, but you don't know if you've ever met Vern before. Perfect. I'm going to turn into a tiefling, just a straight up red skin. And then uh fella, man, I'm going to untuck my shirt. Well, you're wearing the same shirt. my though. hair. I want to put on another shirt, but I feel like everybody knows all my shirts. But this one should be like a... You have all that luggage. You don't have like a secret hidden shirt you haven't used yet? I'd like to think I do. Okay. Is this like whenever they make the girl take off her glasses and wear contacts and like, oh my God, she's so pretty. I am super good looking. Okay. Or at least I think I am. I'm kind of average looking. Pick three characters. What about your character though? All right. So my shirt's like a button up shirt. Not technically a traditional Hawaiian shirt, but maybe it has sailboats on it. What color? Um... It's like a pastel seascape looking thing. You did not answer that question. Does that mean what it's color like is it? So at the bottom half is like sandy colored beige with brush stroke highlights. And then about halfway up, it turns to a light blue. Then at the top fifth is like a sky blue. And there are clouds 
and there are sailboats covering the like like one big sailboat and then two maybe in the background covering the majority of the shirt. Nice. Yeah. And then I head back to the scene of the crime. What's a tiefling look like though? Oh, they look mostly like a human. They have horns. But they have and pointy ears. Horns and pointy ears. Like up on top horns or like side, like Wherever they want twirly them. horns. This tiefling has them. Just little, two little tiny. You remember Phil from the Hercules movie from Disney? No. Is he the satyr? Yeah. Doesn't he have like just two little bumps? Yep. Like little guys just on two top? two little nubby bump horns. Like Hellboy, but pointy? No. Little ones. Skinny in diameter. Uh, Is he a satyr or a fawn? Oh, no, you're right. Aren't they the same thing? What's the difference? They are, there are slight differences, and we've talked about it like 90 times on this uh, podcast. Hit it again. I don't remember. Just little nubby horns. That's where I'm getting like at. Like the beginning of horn growing? Yeah. For a deer? Any, well, de- okay. Deer don't have horns. They have antlers. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So it's like kind of like that, but they're horns. Are horns hollow and antlers are not hollow? I think one of them falls off every year and one doesn't. Antlers fall off and horns are for life. Am I wrong about that? I think you're right, but... Tweet at us. Do you think I have sandals? Can I have sandals? Yeah. Alright, I wear sandals and I have sandy blonde hair. With red What color is your skin? Red. Like dark, like... Like rich red, like fire truck red. Like comically cartoonish sunburnt. Red? Yeah, like royal red. Royal red? You know, like royal blue, like but Kelly it's red. Like Kelly red. Oh, okay. Like Kelly red. Oh, Kelly red, okay. I was just thinking about what this all looks like together, and I was like, it's a lot. Yeah, like, if if I was that color of red, I wouldn't have picked that shirt. That shirt? a different shirt. Fashion's fashion. You have to have an eye for it. What color are your sandals? Leather. Do you have, like, surfer board shirts? Shorts? Yeah, like, uh, I guess they're, like, uh, beige cargo shorts. Khakis. Yeah. So uh, you're just walking straight out your front door back into the hallway? Yeah. I guess I look through the peephole to make sure there's not somebody staring at the door, but... Okay, Wendy and Talakir are still in that hallway. Oh, my door's in the same hallway? Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to go in the door that goes to the living quarters so that I could go check out Garrett's room. Is there a back way out? Is there a window? Yeah, you have a, like, a porthole. Does it open? Yep. How hard is it to get from there up to the duck deck uh it might be kind of difficult it's like a sheer outside wood plank of a side of a flying ship that's like nearly 400 feet up in the air yeah what happens if he fails this check i think he falls to his death i forgot that we're not on the actual ocean i thought that i was somewhere else i mean that's where all the living quarters are is what i think that's what ed said right they're all through this door so you could have been coming from any of those rooms he just said you guys are sitting right outside in the hallway that's right outside my door yeah, there's this hallway that all the doors for the, all the living quarters go out into including the kitchen including the infirmary they all go into the same hallway yeah the hallways may be like capital i shaped like serifed capital i shaped because all the living quarters are kind of take up space inside of the boat and go to this hallway and then on the two ends the one has uh, the kitchen and the cafeteria, and they have doors into them. And then the other side has the infirmary and some more cabins on like the side eye beam thing. Are the cabins adjacent to my cabin occupied? Yeah, most of them are are occupied. Also, I assumed because on the DM that Raj whined until he got his own, and Wendy and the Fearbulg were staying in one together. 
Yeah. With I, Lars. I don't know if it was whining. I just used a good persuasion roll. I think your persuasion roll just means you whine. Well, that's not, that was outside of the story bounds. So, you know what I mean? You got to use whatever tactics you're, you need to persuade someone, really. You can tell that there's clearly not a room for every person. So there has to be a lot of overlap in who lives with who. And that's clear because you know there's somewhere in the realm of 15 community members. And uh, there's more like 10 rooms or something like that. There's also another room down by the infirmary that's like a study. All right, I'm just going to go out. My plan is to just say I've been bunking in the same room that Raj has been in, and I've been asleep for a long time. All right, so you're walking out as a tiefling? Yep. All right, when do you see a tiefling walk out of the room that Raj is staying in? Telekir goes, oh, hey, man, I haven't seen you in a while. Oh, hey, how's it going? I locked the door behind me. What was your name again? Oh, you don't remember? I'm Ron. Oh, Ron. All right. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. No problem. Uh, and then I go to shake his hand, but it's like real weird. So no, I... you can no, you can like shake your right hand and his left hand. Okay, I do it, but it's kind of weird for me. Uh, it's normal for him. I wave at Ron and say, "Hey, Ron. I don't think we met before either. I'm Wendy." Uh, I shake Wendy's hand. I say, "Yeah, my name's Ron Renser." It's hard to switch back to shaking left hands after shaking right hands. And then I hold my hand up to the side of my head on my temple, touching it, and I say, "Oh my God, I'm getting a vision." And then I uh, wait for the like people to give me attention. Telekir is staring at you. I pay attention to him, but like also I'm making a skeptical face. And then I say, someone was recently in trouble in this area. And then I start stumbling towards the pantry to run into everybody else. Yeah, where have you been, dude? Somebody was murdered. I yell at after him. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Telekir says, did uh, the shatter wake you up? No, I'm psychic. I'm a psychic crime scene investigator. Okay, I'll turn on my psychic blocking abilities. Thanks for the warning. You know, I could take the job and help solve this case. Are you telling me that? Because I don't care. All right, I got to find someone who cares. And then I walk. I look for... Um, you go in the kitchen? Yeah. All right, you see a fear bulg and the second engineer, Vern. Does he wear a train conductor's hat? Sure. Like the black and white striped? Blue and white, yeah. Blue and white striped. All right, I go up to Vern and I introduce Vern myself. Vern looks like he's in a rough state of mind. I feel like at this point, I've been talking to him so long that we probably hugged. And I'm like putting my hand on his shoulder. Okay. You said you've been talking for a long time, but like probably right after you said like that sucks, dude. Uh, what's your name? Ron? Ron Renser. Is this a real person? No. It's a fictional person. I think now's the time for the scene where I notice all the details of the crime. All right, roll an investigation check. With advantage? Because I'm wearing the shirt. I don't think the shirt gives you advantage. But it didn't really roll. Tell me. Did, I, rolled it, I rolled it before he said to roll. Well, why would you get? You got a one. Before I added yeah, anything. You got modifiers. It's got modifiers. A it's a four. All right, you notice there's no body in the kitchen. I'm literally standing right here. I don't mean no body. I mean no body. Oh, okay. Vern says, I see you looking around. Yeah, I was led to believe that there was a murder scene here. I'm an investigator. Yeah. Um, nice to meet you, by the way. I don't My know, name's Ron. Don't believe we met. I'm Vern. Yeah, I've been here for a long time on the ship, but oh, okay. Oh, cool. Hey, man. Oh, hey, what's your name? Uh, All right, what? Gus. You should really look in the pantry, not in the kitchen. 
because that's where I, that's where it happened. Yeah, and then I hold my hand up to my temple, and then I say, uh, "Yeah, that's exactly what I'm reading on my psychic meter." And then I go in the pantry and I psychic meter. I just walk away. I don't explain myself. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you go in the pantry. Do I get to roll another investigation check? Sure, dude. Nice. It can't get worse. Nineteen. Oh, okay. You did way better. Yeah, this is like the it is in the show. Like everything gets a little bit darker, and then it zooms in close on items, and they highlight. And then I know they're important items. You notice immediately that his hand looks like he's holding something, but he's not. And apparently, Regamortis has already set in. Is anybody? But no one came with me over here. No. All right, I'm not gonna put on a show for nobody. No one else thought it might be pertinent, but you realize there is a trash hole here. The leads down into the next level down of the ship. Um, I look down it. What did you roll? You rolled 19. You also think what's important is on the belt of Garage is like a key hanger. Mm-hmm. But you don't notice any keys. Like, is the ring still on it, but then there's no keys? or nope. Just nothing. Okay. I know I didn't see it, but I was curious. You didn't think to look for it because you're not psychic. Where are the missing keys? What was Garage holding? Can Dream Lancer solve this heinous murder? Find out next time on Bardic Mystery Tour. It's the Bardic Mystery Tour. There's only one thing we implore. Tell all your friends and they'll tell more. Warn your sheriff cause we're kicking in This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com. All right, I tweeted it. What did you tweet? From this duck boat. The duck ship. The did you really story. tweet it like more than a week before we were going to talk about it? Yeah, I just wrote spoilers. Here's the location of the start of the arc we're recording today. Look how you just say spoilers. <laughs> You're allowed to say spoilers at the beginning of your tweet because then everyone knows not to read the rest of the tweet or it's look at the picture. It's just a picture. picture. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> can I delete it? No. <laughs> Also, you misspelled Faint Rider because we just found out it's with an E. Well, <laughs> you spelled it with an A. Should I put an X over the I so it's like the duck fainted? Why would it? you name a boat Faint with an A Rider? Because it might be like a faint color, like <laughs> it can disappear. Faintly yellow. Well, 
Now it's the faint with an A. You don't get to name my ship. I didn't name it. You named it. I spelled it. <laughs> Listen, no one looks at our Twitter anyway, so it's really okay. You don't feel like a flying ship should have a name that makes it feel like it excels at agility? Okay, I'll delete it. <laughs>